All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. If you're new around here, welcome to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions of them to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, welcome back. As we always like to say, we appreciate each and every single one of you guys tuning in week in and we got to see what thus says the Lord. I don't have any further announcements or anything like that. So as you can see from the title, we'll be talking, we'll be continuing our series. This is part five of six of the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And this week's title is the resurrection from the dead. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. Thank you, Melvin. As always, we like to start off by saying a prayer if you guys are at a place uh, where you have the opportunity to join in with us, we definitely encourage you to do so. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet again another day. Thank you for another opportunity to have a fellowship, have uh, just this time to study your word together, to grow closer to you, Lord. We thank you for all the many things that you do for us, Lord. We don't deserve it. We know we don't. And Lord, I'm praying that we would never take the things that you do for granted. Lord, we thank you for all the opportunities that you've given us, Lord. We thank you for our life, health, and strength. Lord, we thank you for just being the great God that you are. Lord, we know that so many of us are going through different trials, tribulations, uh, so many uh, terrible and, and, and trying times. Uh, and Lord, we ask that you will continue to remind us that there is joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, help us to think on good things. Lord, we're asking for uh, your hand to be upon the Bible study, Lord, that you would have your way and that you would increase and that we would all decrease. Lord, we're asking these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So uh, we're going to move to Hebrews chapter six. Uh, starting at verse one, again, we're talking about the resurrection from the dead. Uh, it's uh, like Melvin said, we're almost done with our series on the foundations uh, of the gospel, the principles of the doctrine of Christ. And so without uh, delaying it too much further, uh, we'll move to Hebrews chapter six and verse one. Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ. Let us go on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Now this, we talked about this uh, weeks ago. Uh, he said, the first principle is repentance from dead works. We know that's what uh, John the Baptist came preaching, that we all, we all needed to repent. We know Jesus himself told us, except we repent, we would all perish. We know uh, God has sent prophets all throughout the Old Testament telling the people to repent. That's what Jonah had to go down to Nineveh to do, to tell the people, look, you need to repent or else God is going to destroy this place. And so repentance has always, always, and it always will be a part of God's plan for his people. And so whenever someone tells us uh, you don't need to change, you don't need to do anything. 
we know they're off because repentance has been uh, something that we continue to see and we will always see it. Go ahead, Melvin. And the faith toward God. Having faith towards God. Understanding that God, he is God. He can do all things. The song said he can do all things but fail. We know there's no weakness in him. And we should have that confidence and that faith in him. He cares. The scripture tells us casting all our care upon him. This is the type of faith we should have. We should have the faith that God cares about my situation. He cares that I'm struggling. He cares that I'm hurting. I'm grieving. We should have this type of faith. So these are things that we've covered in the past. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check those out, we definitely definitely encourage you uh, to go back and look at them because these are, again, the principle. This is the foundation. Uh, these are the things that make up the gospel, the doctrine of Christ. Go ahead, Melvin. The doctrine of baptisms. The doctrine of baptisms. There's more than one. There's a baptism of water. That's what man does. We baptize in water. But there's a baptism that we cannot give. Go ahead. And of laying on of hands. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We cannot give that. We can lay all the hands we want. <laughs> People are touching each other every day. But the Holy Ghost is not always being given. That's the baptism of the Spirit. John the Baptist told us that Jesus, the one that came after him, who is mightier than him, he'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. There's more than one baptism, water and spirit. So we talked about that. And tonight... Go ahead. And the resurrection of the dead. Tonight we're covering the resurrection of the dead. Uh, there are those who don't believe that there is a resurrection. Uh, we find it in scripture. The Sadducees were a group of people who did not believe in it. There's still people today that don't believe in a resurrection of the dead. But we'll cover that tonight. Uh, finish us off, man. And of eternal judgment. And that's what we'll cover next week by the grace of God. As long as it's his will, uh, we'll cover it. Might as well read verse 3 while we're here. And this will we do if God permit. And that's what we'll do if God allows it. We won't do anything unless God allow us. So, uh, these are the six principles that make up the doctrine of Christ. This is what makes up the doctrine of Christ. And so, like I said, tonight we're talking about the resurrection of the dead. So let's move actually to John chapter 11. John chapter 11 and we'll start at verse 17 here. Now, we know we've we've talked about this story before. Uh, one of the most famous stories involving Jesus was the death of Lazarus. 
And so I wanted to pick up something that Jesus is going to say here. So John chapter 11 and verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now we're talking about someone already dead. The man Lazarus had been in his grave for four days. We know Jesus was in his grave for three. Lazarus was there for four. But I know if he could, if he could bring Lazarus back from four, he could bring himself back from three. Go ahead, Melvin. Now, Bethany was nigh unto Jerusalem, about 15 furlongs off. Mm -hmm. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now, we know this is what happened with a, a loss. At some point or another, we witness a loss, and if not, it's coming. That's one thing that I know God is going to permit, because that's the way we're all headed, unless the Lord comes first. So they were comforting the family. Go ahead. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming. As soon as she heard. Now, I love that the scripture said as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she did what? Went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. She went to meet the one who could help. Go ahead. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. She said, I know if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it thee. Now, I looked at this, and she said, I know if you were here, he wouldn't have died. But now that you are here, she said, I know what God, what you ask God, he's going to give it. Uh-huh. Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Mm-hmm. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Now, it's apparent that it has not crossed her mind that he could ask for Lazarus to rise again. She already said, I know what you ask God, he'll give it to you. But even with her saying that, her response appears it appears that she still didn't think he would ask God to bring Lazarus back she said I know he'll rise again in the resurrection that's what we're talking about tonight the resurrection of those who are dead she said I know he'll come back again go ahead Jesus said unto her I am the resurrection he said I am we heard it from the beginning when God spoke to Moses out of the burning bush. He said, I am whatever we need him to be. We can add a I am and a blank after that because he can be what he wants. He said, I am the resurrection. He said, I am that I am from the beginning. And now he fills in the blank and says, I am the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And the life. He said, I am the life 
He's whatever we need him to be. He came to bring us life and that more abundantly. There is nothing, there is no position he cannot feel for us. He said, I am the resurrection of the dead. Sure. They had lost someone that they loved. And like I said, if you haven't, it will happen. And I'm not wishing bad luck on you. I'm just telling you that's the way that life happens. Either you'll go or they'll go. But something we have to comfort us, this is the ultimate comfort. Even though we recognize it's going to happen, we have the resurrector. We have hope in that. The fact that Jesus is the one who's going to resurrect us if we're ready. He'll resurrect us. So he said, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh-huh. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Even though he was dead, even though he died, he said, yet he's going to live again. I believe that was Job who asked if a man died, will he live again? Jesus comes to answer that question for us. There's a lot of people wondering out there today, what happens after we die? Will I live again? Jesus said, I am the resurrection. He came to bring us life. That means he does not want us to stay dead God didn't create us to die in the beginning since the beginning we brought death upon ourselves he told Adam and Eve they that you eat of the tree ye shall surely die we brought death in God never intended for us to die and so the resurrection is a way for us to escape death we know the story that Jesus triumphed over death and the Bible tells us Paul wrote it he said O death where is thy sting and O grave where is thy victory because death could not hold him down and death will not hold us down but we have to learn about the resurrection Paul also wrote <laughs> of a better resurrection because we'll all be resurrected whether you end up with God or if we end up lost in hell, we'll all be resurrected because, again, he didn't create us to die from the beginning. We brought that in on ourselves. We might not pick it up. We might not have enough time to pick that up, but it was not God's plan for us to stay dead after we brought death in on ourselves. So Jesus said, though he were dead, yet shall he live again. We're going to live again. I know we're grieving for family members, friends, uh, whoever it is, when we see a loss, but they will live again. Now I can't say what side they'll be on. But we will live again. There is a resurrection. 
but we should all be working towards that better resurrection because every day the decisions we make determine which side we will end up on. I know at funerals, <laughs> everyone puts someone into heaven. I can't do it. It doesn't matter what words I say at anyone's funeral. I cannot put them into heaven and I cannot put them into hell. I can say whatever I want to, but God has the true record. God knows exactly what that person did do. He knows whether I'm lying or telling the truth. So the scripture tells us Lazarus had been dead for four days. And now Jesus says, even though he was dead, he's going to live again. Go ahead, read, Never. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Do you believe this? Do you believe that you will be resurrected? I know we get sick. We get this problem and that problem. And we start thinking about death. We see people around us die. We start thinking, I wonder when my time is. But do you believe that you'll live again? I'm hoping you do. I'm hoping someone has not deceived you into thinking that this is it. That you cease to exist after this life. That wouldn't make any logical sense whatsoever. For God to allow us to live 20, 30 years, 10 or 15, whatever it is, 60, 70 years, it doesn't matter. And then we just cease to exist. It's like it never happened. That makes no sense. For us to be so smart, that makes no sense. There is a resurrection. He said, do you believe it? Go ahead, Melvin. She saith unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. She said, I believe it. I want to drop down. Drop down. Uh, let's pick up 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. Now she said the same thing. They had it in their mind. If he had been there, things would have been okay. But he's there even when he doesn't appear to be there. He already knew that Lazarus was sick. He already had this plan. God already knows what circumstances we will find ourselves in. He doesn't have to show up because he's already there. We say he'll show up right on time. He's already there. He already knew. There's just an appointed time for him to do what he's going to do. Go ahead, Melvin. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit, moved with compassion mm -hmm. and was troubled. And said, Where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Mm -hmm. Jesus wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. 
And some of them said, Could not this man, which opened the eyes of the blind, have caused that even this man should not have died? Even <laughs> somebody always is going to be a naysayer. No matter what Jesus did, someone was always going to talk against him. They said, out of all the things he did, he couldn't have prevented this. You know, we do the same thing, but let's keep going. Jesus, therefore, again, groaning in himself, coming to the grave. It was a cave and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, take ye away the stone. Martha, Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Now, this is not what Jesus asked them. They said, Lord, by this time, he probably smells bad. That's not what he asked. He's not asking that at all. He said, remove the stone because he is going to show us and show them that he is the resurrection. He told the religious people in that time, he said, if you destroy this temple, if you destroy his body, he told them before it happened, if you kill me, I'll raise myself again in three days because he is the resurrection. Death would not have victory over him and death is not going to have victory over us as long as we get into Christ. We don't have to worry about dying. We're going to die anyways unless the rapture comes first. But we will live again. That's the hope that we should have. We have that hope. So he was dead four days. Go ahead. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believest, thou shouldest see the glory of God? You know, how many times does God have to tell us something before we believe it? We still look at situation. We still say, well, he's been dead for four days by now. His body is probably decayed by now. We still start looking at all of the things that God tells us not to look at. He said, walk by faith and not by what you can see. I know we trust our own two eyes, our own four eyes. I wear contacts. I've been called four eyes many times in school wearing glasses. We trust those four eyes. But we still cannot see all that God can see. He said, did I not tell you? You will see the glory of God. We're going to see it. We have to believe in the resurrection. Because someone doesn't want you to believe in the resurrection. Someone wants you to sound crazy. They want you to think that you're crazy. But that's nothing but the devil working down in someone. Go ahead, Mel. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. Mm -hmm. And Jesus lifted up his hand, uh, up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me. And I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. Mm -hmm. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. My God, he said, Lazarus, 
come forth. You know, I was listening to a preacher. And he said, if Jesus had not called Lazarus's name, if he only said, come forth, he said, everybody in the grave would have came. <laughs> because all power was in his hands. So he said, Lazarus, come forth. Go ahead, man. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Jesus saith unto him, unto them, loose him and let him go. Hallelujah. Still had, <laughs> no doubt he's looking like a mummy. Things still wrapped over his face. The grave clothes still on him. But death could not hold him. I don't care what someone buries you in. I don't care if they put you in the vault. I don't care if they put you six feet under. <laughs> I don't care if they cremate you. Death will not be able to hold you. And that's whether you did good or bad. You will be resurrected. But which resurrection you come back to, that's up to you. We make the decision every single day. And Jesus tells the people to lose him, free him. Get those grave clothes off him. This man is alive. He's no longer dead. You know, God has brought some of us in the church spiritually back to life. And we're still walking around in those grave clothes. Still living as though we're dead. That's a whole different topic. But Jesus says, loose him. There's a resurrection. He's showing us there's going to be a resurrection of those who are dead. I want to go somewhere else while we still have a little time. First Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, let's look at verse 13 here. Uh, because we've all heard of the rapture. And so I definitely wanted to hit the rapture before we ran out of time. So when we pick up the book of Thessalonians, uh, let's see what Paul has to say. But I would not have you to be ignorant. Now, he does not want us to be ignorant. You know, a lot of people. Oh, when. There's a lot of times <laughs> the other day uh, this guy had on the back of his uh, truck window. He had the words, God made man and Sam Colt made him equal. And I asked the guy, I said, who is Sam Colt? I didn't know who the man was. And another guy that was standing there, he said, that's the man who, who created, I think he said the six shooting, six shooter revolver. He said, you never heard of him? I can't believe you never heard of Sam Cope. I was ignorant. I did not know. But you know, people find it so amazing if you don't know certain things but nobody cares if you don't know about God if you don't know uh, 
things that are freely given to those who seek these answers. God wants you to know. So he said, I don't want you to be ignorant. He's not talking about Sam Cope. He's definitely not talking about the pistol. He said, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. Go ahead. Brother, concerning them which are asleep. Now, we're talking about those who are dead. That's the ones we're talking about. Because someone out there is saying that there is no resurrection. Someone out there is going to say, well, you can't prove it. <laughs> well, prove to me that there is not. Since you can prove all of these things. So he said, I don't want you to be ignorant when we're talking about those who are dead. Mm -hmm. Even as uh, that he sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. That you don't sorrow the way someone else does who do not have any hope. You know, I was at a funeral uh, about a week ago. And while we were there or after we left my fiance said you know i've never been i've never been to a funeral where everyone wasn't extremely tore up and she wasn't saying no one was sad but she was saying you know typically everyone is crying and extremely uh, vocal and and so sorrowful so i've never been to one where it wasn't like that and I told her the reason why is because at this funeral, we have hope. We recognize that there is a better resurrection. So we don't have to sorrow about what happened to this person. We should still we still recognize that there is hope. There is a resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. And if we believe, go ahead, Mel. Or if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. This is why we have hope. Because those who had their faith and trust in the Lord, he's going to bring them with him. And that includes those who are dead. Sure, we miss them. But their story is not finished. What we should be focusing on is making our calling and election sure. Those who we're grieving about, they've run their race. They finished. But now it's up to us. Because we're going to be in the same situation. If the Lord waits, we're going to be in the same predicament. Go ahead, Mel. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive. Now he's talking about the rapture here. He said, those of us who are still alive when Jesus comes. Mm -hmm. And remain until the coming of the Lord. Now we have to remain. Somebody's going to fool you into thinking, once you get saved, you're always saved. He said, no, once you get saved, you need to remain. Don't think you can get saved and say, Lord, I'm done with you now. I, I, that's all I needed to do. 
was confessed this one time. Now I'm going back to my regularly scheduled program. I'm back to doing me, living my life. It's not going to work. He said, those of us who are alive and remain, uh-huh, shall not prevent them which are asleep. We're not going to stop those who are dead from being saved. They're going to be saved just as well as we are. Go ahead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Hallelujah. Now, this is the rapture. Jesus is going to come back and give a shout. He said his sheep will hear his voice. And he's going to give a call that those of us in him will recognize the same way. Hallelujah. Lazarus, he was in the grave and he heard the voice. He heard the shout that Jesus gave. He said, Lazarus, come forth. He's going to call all of his children. He's going to say, come forth. The grave clothes will not be able to hold you down. The vault that you were put in, it, won't, it will not be able to keep you hostage. We found Jesus in a tomb. When the women came to the tomb that early that morning, they wondered who would roll away the stone. <laughs> they didn't have to roll away the stone. Nothing could hold Jesus back. And if we have that same spirit within us, the power of the Holy Ghost, nothing is going to hold us back. We will rise. Nothing will hold you back. Go ahead, man. With the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. He's going to call. Many are called. And this is a calling you do not want to miss. He's going to come back to the clouds. He's not going further than the clouds. He'll tell us in the next verse. He's going to come back and give out a shout. And we will be transformed in the moment of the twinkling of an eye. Now he's talking about those who have left the scene. He's saying those who are dead, they're going to come back first. I know we grieve over those that are dead. They're going to be resurrected. But we have to make sure we're doing what God is saying to make sure we receive the better resurrection because all of us are going to be resurrected whether you want to or not but someone is going to end up on the wrong side so but right now we're talking about the rapture those of us who were in Christ and remained in him so he said he's going to come back and give a shout and the dead in Christ are going to rise just as Lazarus did go ahead man then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds now there it is again he made sure to write it again so we don't get confused he said then we which are alive and remain will be caught up to the clouds 
That's as far as Jesus is coming. He's going. <laughs> there's going to be a meeting in the clouds. He said, we'll be caught up there. Those who died will meet them in the air. Go ahead, Mel. To meet the Lord in the air. Mm -hmm. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And we'll be there always, forever. Death will have no more victory over us. There will be no more pain. There will be no more suffering. There will be no more of any of the things that made us miserable. This is the resurrection of the dead. But again, there's going to be a resurrection also of those who were not in Christ. That's going to be a sad meeting for them. They won't be a part of this meeting. They'll be a part of another one, though. And we'll cover that when we look at the judgment next week, Lord willing. Go ahead, Melvin. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This is the reason we should have hope. This is the reason we should have confidence in God. Because we know, hallelujah, we know that there is going to be a resurrection. I don't care what people say. Nothing anyone says can change what God says. It doesn't matter who doesn't believe it. They cannot change this meeting. There will be a resurrection of the dead. I don't care if science can't prove it. There's going to be a resurrection of the dead. So we should comfort one another. We should encourage one another to keep pushing towards this. As long as God continues to give us breath. I don't care if you said I was short of breath today. You still have breath. And until there is none left, we got to remain in him. We have to remain in Christ. To make sure that we'll be called up. To meet him in the air. So Paul says, comfort one another with these words. Let everyone know. Look, if your family friends or whoever, even if yourself, even if you die. He said, have some comfort in knowing the Lord is going to resurrect you. This is not the end. There's going to be a resurrection also of those who did not do what God said. So there is not going to be an escape. But those who say, I, I just don't want to do what God said, you don't have to. But there still is going to be a place for you also. You will be resurrected. We better get that verse. I believe it's in Corinthians chapter 11. Or Hebrews 11, I'm sorry. I don't know what verse. Let me find it. Uh, 
looking for the verse where he said a better resurrection. I'm pretty sure it's in chapter 11. Almost there. Uh, chapter 11, verse 35. Women, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. There's going to be a resurrection. Now, one resurrection is going to be better than the other you know we get real technical and we start using uh we 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 uh, constructed words to describe something when we talk about something is better typically you're talking about two different things you say one is better than the other if you use best, you're saying you're using a comparison of more than two. Now, that's typically how we do it. Now, he said there's going to be a better resurrection because there's going to be two. One's for the just and the unjust. The righteous and the unrighteous. The good and the evil. There's going to be another resurrection for those who did not want to do what God said do now we're going to kind of hit on that when it comes to the judgment but I just wanted to make sure to point out there is going to be a resurrection for those also even if they say well I don't want God to bring me back well <laughs> you might as well just line up now because there is going to be a resurrection for you also. So I pray that these things would encourage you to hold on because there is something you're working towards, even if you're not happy with the situation that you find yourself. You might not be happy with how your life has went up until this point, but Despite all of that, you still have hope for a better resurrection. That much we can still have hope in. We, there's still life to be lived here. But even after you leave here, there's still hope. So at this time, I'm not going to keep talking because I'll keep going. But at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. <laughs> uh, we, as always, we hope you guys got um, something out of the message. But um, definitely, as Tony mentioned earlier, um, a group of people called the Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. And we have people, even to this day, don't believe in it. As if when we die, when we just nothing. And a lot of people think that, you know, <laughs> we came from nothing. We're just a big, we're just a result of a big explosion that happened um 4.2 billion years ago you know we say we try to say that you know god is the creator of all things and he created the earth in in six or seven days 
And then they say that that makes no sense. But what they believe is everything that exists came from nothing, from a big bang that started from nothing. And so as a great preacher said, I don't believe that you can go to the science lab and get something from nothing. <laughs> you have to put something in there in order to get a reaction. So we must believe that and we must have the faith. And as we all know, faith comes by the hearing, hearing of the word of God. And that leads to us needing the preacher, because how can we hear without the preacher? And how can the preacher preach except he be sent, not just called, but sent? And I just pray that we're all ready because we don't know when our time is. I was um, reading an article Tuesday and it said that a 22 year old was found dead. Well, he wasn't dead at the time, but he was found in the streets suffering from multiple gunshot wounds, only 22 years old. And then I read the name and I was like, that name sounds really familiar. And this guy, we never were really like super close, but I used to do a lot of music and recording a lot of people. I used to record him on some songs that I used to do um, four or five years ago. And I was like, wow, man, this guy's gone at any moment. Any one of us can leave this earth. I know he didn't wake up on Monday, just this past Monday, thinking that this is going to be my last day on earth. But at the same time, we all should have that urgency to say this may be my last day on earth. This may be my last couple of hours, couple of minutes. I need to make sure that I'm right with God, not right with my mom or my dad or my husband or my wife or anything like that. I need to make sure that I'm right with God because I can't have the urgency. I cannot have, I cannot let anybody take me to hell, not drag me to hell because I'm worried about what they say. And that's one thing, because I know I used to let what people say get to me. But that's one thing that we can't, that we cannot do. You know, Jesus promised us a lot of things, but he also promised us persecution. Those that live godly shall suffer persecution. But we have to have the mindset of the apostles who got beaten, who got stoned, and they rejoiced that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus. But Paul tells us that the sufferings of this time, it is not worthy of what's to come. So I know a lot of people out there going through some tough times. I see we have a, a comment from um, Roderick, one of our regular viewers, that says, pray for me. We definitely will, no matter what you're going through. As Tony always says in the prayer at the beginning of every live stream, God, help us to see that there is joy in the midst of every storm, because there is. No matter what our situation is, we, we love to look at it. We, and we know in Proverbs chapter 3, where it says, lean not into our, into our own understanding. But that's what we love to do. God's got it. God is in control. He knows exactly what he's doing. We may question him sometime, but nothing happens without the approval of God. So I see that we don't have any further comments, so I'm going to wrap it up there. And as always, we'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. We definitely appreciate you guys taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to what thus says the Lord, because it is it is so very important, especially in today's age. 
in the Bible days, Paul said that God could be back at any time. So how much more serious is that today? But as the days go on and on, we as a human race seem to care less and less about God. We're moving further away. Look at all of the evil things that are out there in the world today. All of the crime that's happening with all of the movements. So I pray that you guys have a safe, blessed weekend. And again, thank you for tuning in. And as I always like to mention, we do have Bible studies on Zoom every Monday and Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. As always, um, you can hit up me or Tony for the link. And for the podcast listeners, the link will be in the podcast description. And this will be uploaded shortly. So thank you guys for tuning in. We And thank you guys for the people that are going to be listening to the podcast or watching the video later. We always appreciate you guys. And I'll say it time and time again. Thank you. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. And we will see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. And it will be our last topic on the series the principles of the doctrine of christ we'll be talking about um the eternal judgment so we all know that we will be judged one day but i'm going to end it there uh we hope you guys have a safe weekend we'll see you guys next thursday evening at the same time with another topic you guys be blessed thank you again Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks, who brings the word every week. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You should tune in and ask questions or just tell us how you're doing. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic. Rejoice in the Lord always.